0: Hello and welcome to I Don't Get It, the pop culture get-off-my-lawn cast featuring the open-minded musings of two early 40s curmudgeons staring down the prospect of entertainment irrelevance. I am your co-host, Bill Scurry of American Caesar Enterprises, and I'm joined by
1: your other co-host, Noah Tarnow of The Big Quiz Thing. Hey, Bill.
0: I love that guy's voice, the dulcet tones of Noah Tarnow. Thank you. So, uh, let's see. We are uh, talking about something that is uh, timely. Usually, we we, we hit these things either months after (laughs) they've happened or years after they've happened or, or months before they're relevant or maybe they're never even relevant. But... We just came off two consecutive weekends of Coachella. Coachella Yes, we're only it it
1: ended yesterday. We're only slightly behind the curve. Only
0: slightly behind the curve, exactly. (laughs) Coachella, you all know Coachella. Coachella, You've heard of it. Maybe you have a vague idea of what this is. Actually, and I was going to ask you, Noah, do you pronounce it Coachella or Coachella?
1: I think it's Coach, like you know, a sports coach. Handbags. Just one I, syllable. I
0: have I have heard Coachella in more than one Coachella.
1: Place, I I don't think I've heard that, but yeah, who knows? You do you do enough drugs, you can do anything. You can pronounce they, anything any way at all.
0: Right. So speaking of drugs, Coachella is in specifically. It's in specific. It's a valley in California, uh, a few hours outside of Los Angeles. But it is come to be overwhelmed semantically by the eponymous festival, which takes place there in a little town called Indio. By the way, a uh, small bit of trivia about Indio, that is Robert Denny Jr.'s child's name. His son's name is Indio. I believe it was named after the uh, village, the town that this takes place in. Really? For Sears. Celebrities are weird, but okay. It's it's not like Brooklyn Pipe Cleaner or you know, whatever (laughs) Gwen Stefani's kid's name is. Hey, Brooklyn's become
1: a really popular name now. It's like the 30th most popular name for girls or something.
0: I know, but it's like It's like, leave it to like the English. It was like Victoria Beckham names their kid like Staten Island Jones. Something really dumb. (laughs) So this festival, I believe in the current iteration, has been going on pretty much technically from 1999 to present. And recently it goes on for two consecutive three-day weekends. It's a very weird schedule we were kind of rapping about before we... um Turn the mics on. It, it, there was an earlier precursor to this. Am I, am I correct, No. It, it, it was in like the early 1990s with Pearl Jam, uh, I well, believe? Well,
1: I, I think that was more the inspiration. They did, Pearl Jam did a concert at the polo fields in Indio, uh, partly during their little crusade against mainstream, you know, tick, particularly Ticketmaster, but kind of the mainstream concert business. And that's what convinced the founders, Paul Tollett and Rick the Van Rick Rick Van Santen, right, of Golden Voice, which is a huge concert promoter. It kind of convinced them that this would be a good spot for a festival. And, um, you know, the 90s were a bit of a golden age for the music festival. So I I think – I I don't think I'd call the Pearl Jam thing a precursor. Maybe I would. But it was more an inspiration. Okay. You know, yeah. semantics, semantics.
0: So Coachella, I'm going to I'm gonna stick with that, showcases yeah, fine, popular be, be and- Be es-
1: pretentious, who cares?
0: <laughs> okay. uh, popular and established music acts are featured uh, at Coachella as well as emerging talent and, and also reunited groups, of course, because that's a feature of music these days. So Coachella is one of the l- most large, most famous, most profitable uh, festivals in the United States and pretty much all over the world. The 2013 through 2015 set of iterations set new records year over year for attendance yeah and gross revenue. Uh, and in fact, the 2017 festival, the the numbers in the, the the 18 festival aren't in yet as far as I know, but the 2017 festival they counted 250,000 people yep. and it grossed one oh, over over
1: the two weekends, over the two. Over weekends. the two weekends. It was 114.6 yeah.
0: $1 million dollar gross for Damn. a music festival. We got location, we got we got money, we got some names, we got a little bit of yeah. origin. I think we're off to the races. So um yeah. No, tell me a little bit about your experience researching Coachella. And it should go without saying that we didn't. We were not there. We. This is all. No. Book, no sorry. I want to research. make this
1: clear. At the beginning, you're like, we're just coming off Coachella. Like, no, we're not. We're really <laughs> not. Uh, I've never been to Coachella. Uh, I'd like to go to Coachella. I really would. Wow. I mean, frankly, I'd like to have gone when I was younger. I was a real concert. You know, I mean, I, I moved to, I left college thinking I would be like a music guy. And I went to concerts like four nights a week my first couple of years in New York. So, oh, wow, wow. Uh, you How know, I that? went to, in the 90s, that golden age, I went to the Horde tour. I went to the Warp tour. Warp tour was great. Uh, I went to a few small one-off tours. I thought about going to the Lilith Fair. That would have been interesting. You know, these are the big names. Then I never went to Lollapalooza. Kind of wish I had. You know, and I, I debated going to Woodstock 99 even. That's a whole other story. So I, I like these kind of things. And there was a New Yorker article last year, mainly a profile of Paul tallett about Coachella and uh, John Seabrook, a very good writer. And he, he kind of uses an opportunity to kind of examine the history of music festivals, you know, rock festivals starting yeah, sure. in the 60s. And of course, Woodstock being the signal event, but only one of many. Well, many people think Woodstock was like the end of that wave. And, and then the 90s, we had the new wave with Lollapalooza, et cetera. And then Woodstock 99 was actually kind of the swan song. Because as as you might know, if you know anything about Woodstock 99, it was a total shit show. Even apart from the fact that the headlining band was Limp Bizkit, you know, even in the best <laughs> of circumstances. It was just poorly run, and the, and the people attending felt very abused and taken advantage of both metaphorically and literally you know the biggest problem was there were several reported sexual assaults in the audience so
0: and fires it, they burned the fucking place down yeah too. They,
1: well but th- whose fault is this man there was no shade it was on an air force a, a disused air force uh, terminal whatever there was no shade no trees yeah. water was four bucks a bottle in 1999 I mean and then you play Limp Bizkit for them I mean how, how do you expect people to react
0: <laughs> what are they supposed I mean, to do for
1: Christ's yeah, sake yeah what are they supposed to do right I mean you know sure <laughs> sh- sh- (laughs) Short of the sexual assault, I kind of don't blame him. Um, So Uh, Coachella, Coachella is quite in—you know—it is to their credit that the first Coachella was just a couple months before uh, after that, and while the first one lost a lot of money and wasn't a hit, you know, they learned from the lessons of Woodstock '99 and. More or less, I mean, I think it's been two steps forward, one step back every year, they have put together a more efficient, better run event. So let me just come out right now and say I have a positive opinion of Coachella. They get a very strong lineup every year. I mean, you look at the acts that have played and you really don't get any better. In terms of who's active in music, you know, the last 15 years. I mean, the big news this year was Beyonce was the headliner. You know, I'm not a Beyonce fan, but you gotta admire that. And you certainly can't argue with the the wisdom of having Beyonce headline your music festival. And then they've had enough success that they've had two spinoff events. They've had Stagecoach, which is like a country oriented festival in the same place, I guess, a couple weekends later. And then I don't know, it might be dead now, but a few times they did Desert Trip uh, for a couple I, a couple iterations. I don't know if it's dead now, which was nicknamed. Old Cella, because they had uh, older acts. And, and, you know, they went, they went for the gold, man. They had the Stones, they had the Who, they had Roger Waters, they had Bob Dylan, Paul McCartney. So, you know, you don't fuck around, man. It seems to me that they're running a very efficient, event here and the music festival just you know going back to cavemen i'm sure it's a great thing it's fun it's yeah it's a wash in capitalism but welcome to america man welcome to the music business welcome to being a fan of beyonce or lady gaga or the rolling stones i mean that's part of it you pay money you get an experience it's not perfect apparently last year it was super crowded uncomfortably so again the dark side it was no Woodstock 99 but there's a lot of reported not a lot but there's too much there's always too much but there's a number of reported sexual assaults so seems to me like they got to redouble their efforts about dealing with that I'm gonna give them the benefit of the doubt and say that they're gonna they're gonna take this seriously they're gonna work at it because my impression is they are dedicated to providing a good experience yeah making money fine but they are dedicated to providing a good experience so yeah I'm I'm all for Coachella you know, and again, I think a lot of the hatred, not again, but a lot of the hatred or dislike people might have is it's become a hipster magnet. There was that, did you ever see that Jimmy Fallon, uh, Man on the Street thing where they go to Coachella and they ask the kids there, they're like, hey, you excited about seeing some of these bands? And they made up band names and the kids lie and say they know these bands. Like, yeah, they, hey, they you excited, excited about them. seeing the Chelsea Clintons? Like, yeah, yeah, I love the Chelsea Clintons. What do you love about them? So there's like hipster hate with that. But as much as I hate hipsters too, I kind of recognize where it comes from. It's... It's a self-esteem thing. Coachella sounds great. I mean, I'm sure if I went after a day and a half, I'd want to poke my eyes out and throw myself off a bridge, but I can't think of this as anything but a good thing. What about you, Mr. Mister Scurry? I, uh, I I take it you feel differently from what you told me before.
0: You know, look, I, I don't like seeing live music. No. I can separate my prohibition on live music generally as a thing. Although I will say in 2017, I saw, I believe, three shows, which is the most I've seen in any one, probably in the most ten years, I think three shows in one year is kind of crazy. But they were smaller shows out in Brooklyn. But I, but I digress. The live music thing, the the gigantic desert meadow this is in, it's it's out in the middle of nowhere. Talk about no shade. Talk yeah. about their ten dollar bottles of water. Whatever other kind of war. I, I, I
1: don't think it's doing. that bad. I don't think it's that bad. I first of all, I think there's free water.
0: Well, there should right? be, but may I, I'm using that as I a standard. That's that's hyperbole. But you know we, you know, you didn't say how much a ticket costs. You know, th- there's a difference between yeah. the music, and yes, we were agreeing with each other before we went live about how there's probably no other venue in one place over one short period of time where you're going to get as much wattage as these guys are able to attract. Wow. They do the best every Not year. It's white glove. Yeah. It's like this is the this is the Mercedes Benz of music festivals. This is. Four hundred and thirty dollars general admission tickets with a thousand dollar VIP buy-in for this. There's a difference right. between commercialism and there's a, and and war profiteering of of unmitigated rapacious greed. Oh, war think-
1: profit! Come on, man. They're not building bombs here. War no, no,
0: or, or, but I'm saying, but they're taking advantage of people who are, it, it, uh, I should say, plenty of, They have plenty of money. If you if you can go to Coachella, chances are you're not a a, a single mom of two who's trying to scratch a living no. out somewhere on a Walmart paycheck. That's pitch. correct. Chances That's are you're correct. a child of middle class privilege, and probably most likely yes. a white a white person yes. from somewhere that in is California. All true. I don't feel bad for somebody who takes $500 of their parents' money and uh, you know puts on their best gladiator sandals and peasant top and goes to Coachella to, to muck around and get their ass grabbed by a bunch of, like, Reuters. Whoa,
1: reporters. whoa, whoa, whoa. So you're saying someone deserves to get their ass grabbed because no. they're a middle-class child of privilege who spends $500 to see the biggest stars in music, which, frankly, doesn't seem like that much money for a once-in-a-lifetime experience.
0: This is annual. This is an every year experience. Because, ah,
1: but when I say I want to go, I don't want to go every fucking year. I know. And frankly, five hundred dollars for—I mean, you know—it's like going on a big vacation. What's wrong with that? If you can afford it. I mean, I—if
0: I, we yeah. ever did a topic of Disney, which I have pushed before, by the way. Yeah. The right? idea. No, okay. I mean, and really like the romance of what you're saying about the the American Music Festival. By the way, I'm not—I'm not saying people have ass groping coming their way I'm saying they're paying a lot of money now I know you're not let's make that cropped. clear you're not saying that you okay but the l- the like pleasure. Disney for instance Disney's already making more money than Croesus with their yes. parks and what they're doing every year is they're increasing the amount of money you pay beyond inflation beyond yes. the value of yes. simply because yes. they can they're creating an arms race and yes. so Coachella is doing the same thing too and and like Disney Coachella is just a festival you're not even talking about concessions you're not talking about transpo you're not talking about a, a shelter the fact that uh, you know Palm Springs California is something like uh, 50 miles away it's an hour long commute at right. least if you were to get some right. kind of decent deal on an Airbnb or some shitty flat. yeah, uh, you yeah. are then 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 commutation is up to you. So I mean, yeah, their thing isn't like, oh, you know, they don't provide transportation. that's not that you know that their deal is not to make sure you can get there. Their deal is just put up a festival and make sure everyone's safe and not burned and groped. You know, they're, they're good on two of those scores, but not the third one. But the idea of, like, well, this winds—a vacation, yes, maybe, but then this vacation winds up being something like three grand for a weekend or three grand for two weekends if yeah. you want to put it up. I mean, look, if you have the money, that's fine. I mean, but that's exclusive. My, my problem isn't the music— I mean I'm like I'm I'm giving that to him conceding that it's like how can you compare with the show Beyonce put up this year you can't culture hasn't invented something that can engage with that she gave the gift as far as I can tell as a middle-aged white man this incredibly Afrocentric thing this bomb on the culture which to be fair was dropped on a mostly white audience so to some degree it's like I know every single thing she was saying was not designed which is really subversive and brilliant that's fantastic but the whole idea of this festival that is pretty much just designed for upper middle class people it's another class thing and that i find that dispiriting yeah. i know you don't have you don't have to do it i get that can you see these performances later i'm not sure maybe they I, I suppose they do record them and sell them so maybe if you wanted to you could actually see beyonce's you know formation. well but
1: but seeing it is it's about the experience man i no, mean that's right. two-thirds of it is being there i mean yeah. No matter how good Beyonce or Lady Gaga or Bjork or Kings of Leon or whoever the hell is playing, no matter how good they might be, that's not what it's about. I mean, it is about that, but two thirds is about being there out in the sun. I agree with you, and even if you go camping or even if you get a crummy motel room in Palm Springs, which, by the way, when I had an event in Palm Springs, I think I paid seventy bucks for a crummy motel room. Yeah, you can you can do perfectly that perfectly. Oh, fine. oh,
0: but I'm sure that it probably Palm Springs.
1: Com- you want to go someplace wacky and crazy and fancy on a budget? Go to Palm Springs because I'm sure that they maintain up the price. some of that. Crappy, oh, okay, there's that. It is an exclusive event, and that you need to be able to devote a lot of money to your entertainment that far too many Americans don't have. That is a problem with our culture in general. And if we're going to accept capitalism as it now exists in the United States, Coachella is pretty typical, I would say. Mm -hmm. And sadly, sadly, that includes the sexual assault. I'm not saying we accept that. I'm saying I don't blame Coachella. I mean, they can work at it and improve the situation. But giving people this sort of liminal stage where they're out in the desert enjoying themselves, feeling free, letting down their inhibitions, there's always going to be a small but significant contingent of shitheads who are going to see that as a signal to abuse other people.
0: I totally agree. Um, and I think that you're absolutely dead on about that. It's
1: almost inevitable. And the question is do you throw the baby out with the bathwater? Well, I say no, but it's discussion work. <laughs> So why is it popular? Why has Coachella taken off? Why has Coachella become the the king of music festivals in the 2000 teens?
0: Well, that's a good question. I think it's kind of easy. I mean, I I, I wrote this quote down from CNN. I, I read a bunch of articles. They were they were hot takes and they weren't like great. I didn't read the New Yorker piece and I mean, I, got, I maybe I did back in the day and I forgot. But some of these hot takes like, for instance, CNN, take a quick look through this year's Coachella street style photos and you'll see a few recurring elements. Fringe and cutoffs, gladiator sandals and desert boots, metallic bindi tattoos, Mexican style embroidery and vintage inspired anything. Granted, that is an easy hit on women. You are taking a maul to female fandom and saying that women are guilty of this thing that they're looking down on. So I'm not a, I'm not a fan of that. But the point of looking at and addressing a homogeneity... And the attendees, unfortunately, in this case, it was at Women's Fashion. But there is something viral about it where it's the same type of person who dresses the same way, whether it's the, the male or the female counterpart. These people want to go there and be seen amongst members of a rank. Yeah. It's not just yeah. the music. It's the idea that this that there's a tastemaker value. You might bump into Bella Thorne, and Bella Thorne is getting paid, you know, $60,000 To do a single Instagram photo, if she's wearing, I don't know, Topshop. The whole thing is this place where I mean, you know, it just seems like it's a douchebag magnet. Douchebag of every single gender and persuasion Uh, comes there. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And that's like, the, what, yeah. what, okay. it's popular because people who enjoy popular things like going to things that are popular. I know that's it's like tautology. <laughs> but um,
1: I, No, it's true, man. It's it's popularity and fads are a snowball. And you that, do it because everyone else does.
0: And, and right, and uh, to quote Noah Tarnow, uh, the sage of our age, the idea that nothing, yes. nothing moves things like the power of celebrity.
1: Not even close. All right, and this it's is just one. that.
0: This is wholly based on, for sure, there's the music, but then the lifestyle on the ground is everybody trying to fill Instagram? I, you know, Instagram, their 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 signal line must just just fucking triple and quadruple because of all, but, all the people but, putting but pictures themselves up.
1: You are judging it based on the vocal, maybe not even minority, but the vocal contingent, right? Does the fact that it's full of douchebags? Is the fact that it's full of posers? And by the way, not every poser is a douchebag. Most kids are <laughs> posers in some way. It takes a, it takes a real rebel as a teenager. Not to jump onto fads and trends. Yes. I mean, come on. you got to have a real strength of character true. to rebel at the age of 14. Despite the fact that everyone wears the same thing, despite the fact there are a lot of shitheads, shitheads, harsh, douchebags on Instagram talking about the same things in a very shallow way. Does that preclude the possibility that people can go and have a, dare I say, even with the commercialism, authentic communal experience? No one talks
0: about that. It doesn't preclude it, but I've never heard a single anecdotal story of that happening. I'm not saying they don't happen, but if you're hearing 90 percent douche waves coming out of it, and you figure, oh, 10 percent is probably good fashion, you know, good old-fashioned honest concert experience, like seeing Bob Seger in 1979. That's not. That's not the <laughs> story. You know, that's not. The what? what? Bob
1: Seger is the authentic. Co- no, no, concert. I'm saying it's like
0: what you might say is a pretty uh, uh, middle American. Uh, go to see a rock and roll guy.
1: I don't even like Bob Seeger. I'm just pulling him out of my ass. I, hey, come on, man. We're all working on those night moves, you know? Look, I'm romanticizing it in my head because I haven't been there either. Yeah. You are negative romanticizing it. I'm romanticizing it. Yes. Dude, we got to start having people on the show who know what we're talking about. Good, luck, good right? luck with that. We don't know anyone who's been to Coachella. We, we got to get uh, – nah, I know plenty of people who've been to Coachella. Really? I don't think they want to talk to – Yeah, you sure. You talk to we us. know people, man. <laughs> and maybe it's one of these things that it – maybe it's like SantaCon. It started out authentic and now it's gotten overrun. Yeah. It started out with artists and weirdos and now it's gotten over – I mean, whatever, artists and weirdos. It was always A, AEG and you know corporate. Mm attended by artists and weirdos and now it's gotten overwhelmed by um, the douche bros and the, and the hype chicks and all that here's one reason why I think it's popular and why festivals well two reasons one I think festivals are very hard to run and I think they run it better than most festivals uh, Rape Stock 99 being the, the signal example of how not to run a festival and two we're in a day and age where it is less appealing to pay 60 bucks to see one band because nowadays people don't buy albums they buy songs so the idea of seeing the grab- bag of bands of big bands big bands i don't mean like freaking glenn miller orchestra big acts it's more appealing than ever to see the sampler <laughs> yeah right? it's like it's like live the, the spotify po- you're the, right right the the poo poo platter of pop music you bring up a good point how do we how, Is there any way someone can make these festivals Achievable by people who don't have insane amounts of disposable income, and they said in this New Yorker article, people have always tried to get stuff run in in New York, and and people do, you know, a place where you don't need to like leave work for a week and you don't need a hotel room. Wouldn't it be? Yeah, you know, I, I guess there are. I mean, I don't know, Lollapalooza. If you live in Chicago, can you can you spend? 10 bucks to take, uh, you know, to pile in a car with your friends, go for a day. And yeah, the ticket's expensive, but if you do it every five years or once in your life, it's an experience. It's like going on a flight and going on a trip somewhere. Mm -hmm. Also, as we're inundated with social media, you know, uh, we're always looking for the authentic experience, the communal experience, the live musical on NBC so we can be there live and tweet about it and share about it and live the moment. I mean, we're all desperate for something to live, something to feel. And I think festivals. Encourage that feeling, even with the Smirnoff booth, the super hyper commercialized Poland Spring tent where you got a bottle of water for three. And
0: months. the blue ape in dirigible. Now, I know the answer to this question already. Yeah. Would you have liked this when you were a kid?
1: Yeah, totally. I I believe
0: you. I totally buy that.
1: I mean, I'll say this, though. Most of the acts are people I wouldn't like, but I said before, like, I went to Warp Tour. I mean, that was more up my alley. Horde Tour, kind of. Lollapalooza depended on the year. So, yeah, for the experience, that would have gone a long way. And even back then, when, I mean, I don't like hip-hop or R&B very much, but... I wouldn't turn down the opportunity to see Beyonce. It's the experience. I've seen so many bands in concert where I saw them in concert and I went, they were fucking awesome. And then I go out and buy their album and I don't have any use for it. Mm-hmm. There's something about the live experience that makes not any act, but makes the great acts a hundred times better. Right. And then, of course, I, I don't know. Let's look at some of these acts. If I get to see someone who I really love, you don't love you don't I love mean, any even better. i you, I'll
0: just you know already that you, there's nothing. There's nobody here that you listen to. You know of them, but you don't. You don't actually are fans of anybody.
1: I don't want to see Calvin Harris, right, yeah. or LCD Sound System. I mean, those people. You know, they might as well turn on the computer and leave the room. But. <laughs> Being in there and experiencing everyone around there, and, and, and sampling, and then of course discovering the crappy little bands I'd never heard of before—that was the best part of the Warp Tour. I saw all these punk bands I'd never heard of; they were great. Yeah, I don't think—I don't think that's the experience. Most of them were awful, but it was great to be there. I do You can—you could,
0: you could so. find a band you'd never heard of at uh, at Coachella. I think you're already in the top. Oh no, no, no,
1: no, 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 not true. Really? And we didn't talk about this. We didn't talk about this. This is very important. They, they go this in detail in the New Yorker article. Part of the proof of Coachella's marketing power, its clout, is that, you know, they have these posters that release after the New Year, and it lists, like, 50 bands, and, and, and Beyonce and Eminem are at the top, and, and huge font, and at the bottom, the little font. So, like, these bands sell themselves, like, yeah, I'm second-line Coachella. You know, the, the lineup on the poster. And, and uh, Paul Tala talks about arguing about one point size with a font of, like, where he's going to put a band. Right. So a ton of unknown acts play Coachella, a ton of them. I don't know how much they get discovered, right? but they make a little money. I mean, I'm sure someone goes out and downloads a few of their songs afterwards, and it's an experience, man. I was there by myself as a reporter, so I was in a different situation, which I think is probably why I was – you know, touched so many times. I think that when you're alone, you're much more likely to be targeted. Bill, is uh, this a sign of the apocalypse?
0: Ah, is it a sign of the apocalypse? It is, it's not a good sign. I'm not going to call it a sign of the apocalypse. I can't get as, you know, the, the, the idea of it being completely voluntary this is purely you subject yourself to 106 degree heats and 38 hot dogs and all those things if you are somehow dim enough to want to go out to this little nondescript town in the salton sea and sweat while you watch paul mccartney perform in a jean jacket that's cool man that's your thing (laughs) it's just it's you know i have no interest in doing that it's also not affecting any of the music i listen to which is why i can live on planet earth and never intersect with coachella yes you know in any way shape or form positively or negatively this isn't something i have to say boy i'd like to go see blankety blank 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 but they're only playing at coachella so i have to say no to seeing them because they're in this thing I, i i you know don't want to do
1: so yeah, no, nobody's only playing at Coach show.
0: No, we? it's it's well, maybe Paul McCartney. For all we know, if that was your thing, he probably doesn't do a ton of live acts. For all I know. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but but I I would say it's not a part of the apocalypse. Uh, ironically, I'm, I'm the first guy to bang the apocalypse bell uh, every time we do this. But I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna refrain from that. What about What about you? What do you think about that?
1: I guess what I said before is it's like it depends what you mean by apocalypse. Like the fact that it's gotta be this way, like exclusive and expensive and hyped out and ultra-capitalized and all that. I guess that's a sign of the apocalypse, but once you accept that that's the world we live in, I think it's a good thing. Mm-hmm. I think it's giving people a real positive, mostly positive, huge asterisk, especially with the sexual assault, but a mostly positive experience. Music is, is magic, my friend. <laughs> and, and the communal experience, and you know, I would argue that the majority of people who go to Coachella leave satisfied.
0: We're sunburned. And maybe
1: I'm wrong. What the fuck do I know?
0: Going back to your thing about the sexual assault, yeah, because we've been been talking about it. Well, yeah, okay. Well, there's a great great article, great, I mean, a horrifying article, but it was really uh, well-considered. It showed up in Teen Vogue. And I bet you a lot of you saw the headline on social media and that kind of thing. There was a a reporter named Vera Papasova who went there. And, um, you know, she asked a 100 women what was going on with them and she also reported her own experience and she said during yeah. the 10 hours that she spent reporting the story she herself was groped 22 times the intersection between what you said about people importing sexual harassment wherever they go because of crowd dynamics in in the sex driven male pornography laced culture and large groups of people with the anything goes lowering of prohibition between drugs and alcohol and again group dynamics crowd crowd right. gestalt the apocalypse could be an old apocalypse for women who are well I mean we can, we can claim to be outraged by this and women have been dealing with this for as long as there have been women that they can't go out into a group situation unless they pretty much expect they're going to get into hand hand combat it's going to look like the end of enter the dragon just walking the gauntlet between hyped up you know steroidal yeah. priapic men it's so baked into um, Coachella this year the, the storytelling from a lot of media venues was that we are paying attention to this with a ma- with a magnifying glass in a way that we might not have been doing before but they're saying we're right. we're paying more attention to this than the people who run the festival like for instance they said that there's yeah. very little um, in terms of crowd handling and information information yeah. about how to treat people other places you go for instance i'll reference comic con here in new york city yes
1: i thought of comic con exactly because it seems to me they've handled this issue pretty well yeah, and right? i right and they, ma- st- they make it a priority to educate
0: i'm people. sure the woman wearing the barbarian costume is still this there's still danger however you, you they right. can't say that they haven't issued as many uh, warnings to the crowd and there's signage right. everywhere about yeah. how... cosplay is not consent. Cosplay is not consent.
1: And so apparently... Yeah. Oh, I pronounced it wrong. Sorry. Cosplay. I always That's get all that
0: right. Apparently there's very little of that type of messaging at Coachella that's just not on their mind.
1: This has been the number one conversation the last few months, the last year. Uh, this has been a silver lining of the rise of the Orange Goblet is that it's forcing people to confront some ugly truths. Yeah. I think it being a mainstream discussion is still relatively new. I think Comic-Con was ahead of the curve in that respect, but that might have something to do with Comic-Con still, for the most part, being the realm of the misfit and the outsider, whereas something yeah. like Coachella never never would be. Well, here I am.
0: Hey, just a cotton-picking minute. This don't look like the Coachella Valley to me. Hmm, I
1: knew I should have taken that left point of Albuquerque. Are your negative feelings about Coachella jealousy? Well,
0: I, we are going to exempt you from this question because I don't think we need to code. No, don't exempt
1: me. Don't <laughs> okay, exempt me. All right. Don't exempt me. I have an answer. All right. Great, great, great. What's your, now, uh, what's your answer? There's
0: always, when it comes to popularity contests, when it comes to the idea of Q Q ratings, there is always some jealousy. Like, for instance, I mean, I don't want to be there, but it's like I, I, want, to, I want to feel like if I wanted to go, I could go. Just as a trial balloon. Man, I hate things that are popular. And I hate things that are built around the whole concept of being popular. I don't want to be popular. I don't want to like things that are popular. I want to like things that are unknown or prosaic or banal or completely secret or something like that. And so I'm I'm put at arm's reach by the fact that this is an arms race. This is a nuclear arms race. And it's really ugly to me. And it's, it's, those impulses are really kind of perverse and foreign. And yeah, it is, I'm, I'm just stating the idea that, well, why and why would that be? It's because, yeah, there's this jealousy of like, man, I wish I was the coolest guy. I wish I had the, 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 the abs enough to wear a half shirt like some dudes do. I wish I looked like one of those guys with the sunglasses on the back of their heads just looking like they're the fucking masters of the universe but I don't have that kind of you know confidence I'm not that guy I just don't exist in that world so what's your I'm really curious what's your answer then
1: I didn't have many negative things to say but in terms of like oh they're hipsters you know there's always a little jealousy there I'm jealous of hipsters because they always look like they're having more fun than me and they always look more confident in their skin than I am even though sometimes I think being a a poser and being a hipster betrays a lack of confidence because you need to go along with the crowd. Yeah, I mean, I'm jealous that I never got to go. So any negative feeling I might have might be like, uh, you know, I'm too old for this shit, right? Like, I want to go to Coachella. I want to run around and camp out there and see all my favorite bands or see bands that I love, the way people love the bands there, even though I don't love them. I'm kind of mad at myself I didn't have it as much as I wanted in my 20s. Right. So yeah, I guess there's a little jealousy there. Sure. All right, I think
0: we've we've wrung the rag of every single drop of ketamine that you would take, or uh, every every single tab <laughs> of um, of drug that people like to do with these things uh, out of the subject. For more comprehensive looks at other cutting <laughs> cultural subjects, look for more episodes of I Don't Get It on iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, Stitcher. Tweet to us. At Noah and Bill Show. But more than likely, uh, you're going to get more engagement if you look at us individually. I am at William yes. Scurry and the other guy, Slim Guy in San Francisco. What do you? What do you what's your What's your Twitter?
1: Uh, best place to... Well, I'm at Noah Tarno, but also at Big Quiz Thing. There you go. Uh, the Big Quiz Thing, the trivia game show, Spectacular, etc. Corporate and private quiz events nationwide. All right. Uh, so next time... Uh, well, we need to decide what we're going to tackle next time. We'll figure that out, won't we? We always pull it out at the last minute. So, yes. yeah, until next week, uh, we, uh, we don't get it. A production of American Caesar Enterprises, 2018.